where adventure awaits during Jeep Adventure Days going on now at Bettenhausen Jeep on 159th Street in Tinley Park. Bettenhausen has hundreds of new Jeeps to choose from with great 0% and special leasing offers. Your best Jeep buying experience starts now at BettenhausenCDJR.com. Welcome to the Hockey Show, presented by Bettenhausen Automotive in Tinley Park and Orland Park. And brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. The Hockey Show. On Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000. 100.3 HD2. And the ESPN Chicago app. Ready for the power play? Here are your hosts, Pat Boyle and Brian Hanley. Here we go, season three of the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. Brought to you by the Chicago Wolves with Brian Hanley. I am Pat Boyle. Brian, it's been a while since I've seen you in person. Wow. It's, uh, boy, I'm still trying to sort through the transactions of July. And with the overturn of this roster, and next thing you know, you got a Vesna Trophy winner in that, and... You talk about changes in an offseason I didn't see coming. No, I, I, a lot of people didn't see it coming. And it's brought a lot of excitement, uh, not only to the fan base, but to the players. And a lot of times when a season starts, they're pros. They'll go out there and whether they made one move or 20, they'll be like, hey, you know, it's a new season and a lot of optimism and, and we're guys in the room and it's a good vibe. And, you know, we think we'll make the playoffs um, this year. I'm looking at guys like Patrick Kane and actually seeing these guys, not via Zoom. I'm actually seeing them in the same room, socially distanced, of course. And I'm, I'm looking at Taves and I'm looking at Kane, and there is a genuine optimism. There is excitement because the moves that were made, adding Seth Jones, Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, you look at Jake McCabe on mm, the back end. Yeah. Tyler Johnson, who's going to be centering Patrick Kane's line to start this season. And then you add it to... A deep competitive group. You know, last year Kurashev came on and, and Brandon Hagel we knew nothing about. And then, you know, all we did was talk about him all year. Who are going to be the new guys that emerge? And I think, the, to, to, be, to be honest with you, it's been the most competitive camp I have seen in well over five or six years. Yeah, I mean, and, and maybe in, in longer than that. Because normally you don't have eight guys trying, or ten guys trying to get four roster spots and maybe two starting positions, right? I mean, just You're going down to the dress rehearsal tonight. You'll have a pretty good idea when you see who's out there tonight, uh, who, what the starting lineup's going to look like. But, you know, guys like Entwistle, uh, uh, yeah. guys who came in maybe 50-50 chance at the beginning of the camp, and they're firmly in the conversation. Maybe less the, than 50-50 yeah, chance yeah. for a guy like Entwistle. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to be knocking on the door, and now he's one of... Six guys vying for the final four spots. We'll get we'll get into that coming up. We got John Butchergrass from ESPN. It's great to see Cold Steel on Ice back on the mothership on ESPN. He's going to kind of run down where we can watch the product because that's that always takes time when when you see a league switch networks. You're kind of programmed to lock in on one, and now it's going to be on both Turner and ESPN. We want to hear from you. Do you think this Blackhawks team, what you've seen them do in the off season? What you've seen thus far in those five preseason games, and tonight is the uh, preseason, the final dress rehearsal. Is this a playoff team? 312-332-3776. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN1000 Chicago. I'll ask you, it's our poll question. You can follow the show 
on Twitter at ESPN Hockey Show. Do you think, Brian, that this is a playoff team? A lot has to go right, Pat, for this to be a, a playoff team, which should not d- diminish the enthusiasm for the changes made and, and adding a you know Hall of Fame goaltender. Um, but this you're going back to divisions now. The Coyotes come, which is great because everyone should be able to get you know pencil those games into the win column with Phoenix moving over. But this is an awful tough division, and you're coming right out of the gate against Colorado, which everyone in the world thinks you know going to win the West. Um, so I, 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 they're middle of the pack. Now we saw this Blackhawks team last year with Kevin Lincoln and carrying the load, surprise people and play maybe above their heads for six weeks or so. And that in the pandemic shortened season, so every game was that much more important. But you need to come out of this thing strong. You can't fall back. There's six six teams, arguably, I think, on paper ahead of you in the division right now. Yeah, uh, look, uh, the, the the one thing they have going for them is how weak the Pacific is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Central is is uber competitive and deep. I think they could be somewhere between the three seed. And the five seed this year. I think that's kind of would be best case scenario where this team. Now, they finish in the top three. They're automatically in. If you're in that four or five spot, there could be five teams from the central because the Pacific is so weak that make the playoffs so that you could see the Blackhawks maybe get one of those wild cards. Patrick Kane was asked if this team, the way it's newly constructed, can they surprise some teams this year? Yeah, I do. Um, You know, a lot of good players. From goalie to the back end to um, to the forwards, so um, you know I think uh, coming into this year is probably a different year than years in the past, where I think there's a lot more confidence, um, a lot more excitement about uh, the team we have and the season we could have as a team. And it still kind of feels like, you know, people aren't really expecting us to be a good team or maybe better, but but not necessarily like a playoff team. So, um, you know, that's our goal to, to prove people wrong and get in the playoffs and uh, hopefully hit our stride. I like teams with chips on their shoulders. I like uh, I like when a guy that's going to be in the Hall of Fame uh, has a feeling that this team is going to be better than what the so-called experts say. It's going to be interesting to see how this team starts out because um, I, I think there are a couple things that, that come into play here. They got to get better defensively, Brian. I mean, that. And, and we still have seen times this preseason where same old bugaboos, PK, not getting out of your own end, you know, uh, it just, you know, generating offense off of defense and then just letting offense go through your defense. That's still got to be a lot better. Yes. Uh, you mentioned the penalty kill, and that's probably my biggest concern going into this upcoming season. Last year, this team was 28th in the league in penalty kill, okay? Uh, you, you cannot be 28th in the league. You can get by with maybe – they were 11th on the power play, so right. their power play really uh, held their own. When you add your power play percentage to your penalty kill, you want to be above 105. They were at 99 last year. So they got to get appreciably better on the penalty kill because, you know, who's to say they're necessarily going to have a top 10 power play? I mean, it could be better. I, I think it's going to be not better with Seth Jones as your quarterback out there on that top power play unit. I like uh, Tyler Johnson in the bumper roll. So 
Yeah, and then you got Jonathan Taves back. So, yeah, I think the power play could be where it was last year, maybe a little better, maybe slight regression. But it's that penalty kill that needs to improve. And when you start a season in the National Hockey League, expect a lot of whistles and a lot of penalties called. And that's where things could get sideways. You talk about... uh Seth Jones and I. When when first of all you go you you know trade Duncan Keith. I'm think he's doing that out of uh, trying to make Duncan Keith give him a landing spot because he wants to be closer to his son and all that. And 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 you're getting younger. And I thought okay, good move. It it, it works out for everybody, right? That's just the first move. Then you go ahead and you get Seth Jones. And I it's amazing how varied the opinions were on this is a legitimate number one guy who was worth the trade and worth the money you gave him. To it's a Stan Bowman move that's going to blow up in his face. I mean, there was no in between. It was like people love the move or like what 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 were you thinking here? I loved everything he said about it, and I'll fast forward to this week. I loved that he started talking about, hey, I've got to be a lot better. Yeah. It has nothing to do with new surroundings or whatever, or new system. I'm just making mistakes, and I got to clean it up, and I got to do it quickly. So I like his approach. I like his self analysis and kind of self awareness. But I'm going to be very interested to, to watch him night in, night out and see exactly who was right and who was wrong on this thing. Well, here's the way I look at it, Brian. I, I look at Seth Jones is 26 years of age, okay? I look at his body of work since he entered the league. Yes, yes last year was a down year. A bad Columbus team uh, that was about to fire their coach. His D partner, Warinsky, got injured, uh, didn't play most of the season. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into a player, especially a a defenseman, not having a great year. I look at the previous four, and I say, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, you're finishing in Norris Trophy finalist voting. Uh, I'll go by that. I'll say say last year was the outlier, just like two years ago was the Debrinket outlier. Right. Last year was bounce back Debrinket. So, again, look at the body of work. Look, Look at his age. Look at the minutes the guy piled up. Look at uh, how they were the last team to bounce the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions when they bounced the Lightning three years ago in the playoffs. was an upset by Columbus, and a lot of that had to do with, with Seth Jones. So I look at his body of work. I say last year was the outlier. Number one D, do not come around very no. often. But so you, I you have, paid a price now. You did pay a price. Like both financially and with assets. Yes, you did. Not quite Ryan Pace type paying, please, but you please. you yeah, you please. you no, did pay. You yeah. did pay. Yeah. So I'm uh, curious. You know, you've watched these games, Blackhawks fans. You've you've seen now. You know, a handful. Again, it's not everybody's playing all those games. Some were against Detroit. You've seen a little step up in class against the Wild in the last game. Where do you think this team is at right now? Where is your level of confidence that they can get back to the playoffs. And what have you seen from Jonathan Taves? Jonathan Taves, after missing 14 months of action, uh, his first game back, 23, almost 24 minutes of ice time. And, and that said, Jeremy Carlton still like, well, I'm not handicapping, uh, you know, how much we can put on his plate at this point. How many are you going to have to give him nights off? I mean, he, he's being very cautious and conservative with his approach, but Jonathan Taves, I mean, it's, it's so refreshing to see him out there and seemingly enthusiastic and in good shape and ready to go. Uh, this has been an extremely competitive camp as they look to finalize the team. I asked Jeremy Colleton, are these final roster decisions going to be even more difficult than you originally imagined? 
I think that has been a very nice development for us because I, I feel like we, we knew there was going to be battles, but uh, the, the younger players who uh, we weren't sure how close they were going to be, it turns out they're really close and, um, you know, arguably playing well enough to make the team. So that puts us in a position where we got to really look at our, our group and how it's all going to fit. So that's a great thing. And uh, it only it's only positive for the team this year. We'll talk about some of those uh, battles for the the final roster spots, some of the surprise names that are a part of that equation as well. Give us a call, 312-332-3776. How does Dylan Strom fit into this lineup? And uh, who's going to be the Brandon Hagel of this season? It's all coming up next. It's The Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Hockey Show. With Pat Boyle and Brian Hanley. Presented by Bettenhausen Automotive. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Season 3 of The Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. Brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. Coming up in just a bit, we're going to give you a... uh, Away a four-pack to the Chicago Wolves. We'll tell you how you can uh, get those ducats. With Brian Hanley, I am Pat Boyle. 312-332-3776 is the number to reach us. Do you think this Blackhawks team is uh, postseason bound? Do you like what they've done in the offseason? How about the addition of Marc-Andre Fleury for basically, literally nothing? They gave up nothing, Brian Hanley, for the Vesna Trophy winner. In the first 24 hours after that, he's like, well, I, mean, I can just retire. Family doesn't need to move again. I'm like, okay, I don't I don't understand any of it, but next thing you know, with the full court press from some guys here on the team, uh, Kane and Taves call him, hey, it's not such a bad place. You might want to give it a little try before you decide this is it for you. Every stop he has had, he has been talked about and raved about by his teammates. Uh, and the the limited interaction we've had with him, the, he's just he's got very charismatic, infect- yeah. charismatic, infectious. Um, he's also ultra competitive. He's for a guy of his stature who has you know won cups and is going to end up in the Hall of Fame. To see him stay late after practice is over to take extra shots to uh, take part in in, in two puck. And to see him battle Kane, and when Kane beats him, you can see Kane give it to him. And yeah. when Mark Andre Fleury returns the favor, you can see Fleury does a little chirping back. I love seeing that because when you have the best players on the team doing that, setting the tone, it yeah. does set the tone yeah. and it trickles down. Well, the, you know, and that's the thing. When you know, obviously, you know his talent and his career, and the numbers speak for itself for themselves but i mean when you start seeing the personality and i was a little concerned when he said you know was considering retirement i'm thinking okay if you got one foot out the door normally you know it's not long before the second foot follows right and mentally if you're thinking about it but i mean even in these preseason games the acrobatic saves he's made the unbelievable saves i mean he obviously is energized and and he energizes the team when he makes one of those stops and he's gonna have to make a lot of those stops because this team Dead last last year in shots against, 33.7 with Buffalo. That's got to improve appreciably because uh, even Mark andre Fleury uh, needs that to be cut down quite a bit. You can't be at the uh, at the end of the league in shots allowed game, game to game. Yeah, and, and like those high danger chances. The other night against Minnesota, five on five. Minnesota had 16 high danger chances to six to the Blackhawks. Yeah. You know, you, you cannot give up three times as many 
you know, or, or you know, you, you can't even have that many 16 plus. Like, that's. And in and, and that game, it was Lankanen that was in that. Yeah. And he was making save brilliant stops yeah. on breakaways and what have you. Like, that is not a sustainable model when you're. When you need goalie wins to get, and that's kind of what it's been. Like we, we, the last couple of years, like if somebody it was like, "Wow, Crawford stood on his head." That's how they won. Or, hey, or for a month and a half, it was Lincoln and stood on his head, and then changed the whole thought, thought uh, thinking of this team. You know, hey, maybe they could sneak into the playoffs, but they needed more than that. And you know, Kevin Lankinen, I know he's probably disappointed. He's not starting starting goalie. I would hope he's disappointed, but I think he's also got the right approach because you, you know. You get a Vezina uh, Trophy-winning goaltender coming in, it's going to be awful tough to to beat him out if there is a legitimate competition or not. It's not the Bears' competition, a quarterback, but, <laughs> but I mean he'll he'll be better for it as well. And so what? He's only twenty five, twenty six, so he, he's got his time. His time's coming. Uh, Jonathan Taves back with the Blackhawks after missing all last season with that chronic inflammatory response syndrome. Patrick Kane was asked, "Hey, how, how does the captain look?" Yeah, he looks good. Um, you know, I think, uh, um, you know, it seemed like he worked hard in the summer to try and, you know, maybe get on the ice a lot and, and you know, get his hockey game back. Um, but, you know, I've known Johnny for a long time and not really surprised that um, him overcoming anything, you know, he's such a competitor. So, um, you know, obviously looking forward to, to having him in the lineup this year. I think he's going to help in a lot of ways. You know, having like a one-two punch and also, you know, on the power play with face-offs and, and being down low. Um, uh, so um excited about the power play this year as well. I think that could be a, a real fun thing for us to get going and, and have success on. So I'm sure he'll be a big part of that. But um, just good to have him back in all, all facets, you know, on, off the ice, leadership, and uh, he'll be a big help to the team this year. It looks like Jonathan Taves will uh, center a line with Kubelik and Kurashev, and then that will put Patrick Kane in the top line. With the cat. With the cat and uh, Tyler Johnson. Uh, small, quick, uh, feisty player. A lot of uh, won two Stanley Cups with the Tampa Bay Lightning, so that's the way your top six is going to look. We'll get into the rest of the lineup in just a bit, but let's hit the phone lines. 312-332-3776. Uh, Rick in Modesto, California, first up on the Hockey Show, Season 3 on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Rick. Gentlemen, it is so nice to have your sweet voices back on the air. Uh, you guys, you have the best hockey show in Chicago. Uh, love it. Look forward to it. Really missed uh, Pat and Brian, you especially. Um Hey, just so glad to have the show back, especially with the Hawks looking like they're going to be exciting. Um, hey, I got a couple of questions for you guys. Uh, what are your thoughts? Like, it seems like the the Hawks are in some cap situations where, um, with Wyatt going down, it, it looks like that it might even come down to some potentially good defensemen um, having to be cut. What are your thoughts on like what they'll do with the roster? Uh, what's a surprise cut? And then the last thing is. What's one area where you think the Hawks are really going to excel and be great? Okay, before so, you leave us, Rick, exciting equals what? When the season's all said and done, playoffs, Stanley Cup contender. Wait till next year. What do you see? Um, well, I think with how I, that leads to another question too is like how long is the leash with Jeremy Colleton? Um, wow. And uh, um, 
so I don't know. Don't by now, don't the Hawks need to be in the playoffs at least? Like it, it maybe a first round exit. Like I think that the Hawks need to be in the playoffs. Yeah. They're good enough. They they they've spent some money, and so I think that they should be in the playoffs at least. I agree with you, Rick, and thank you for the phone call and the kind words. Uh, look, the, the stakes have been raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they went out and acquired Seth Jones. They went out and got Marc-Andre Fleury. They said goodbye to Duncan Keith. They moved what we thought was the immovable contract, Brent Seabrook. They were able to move that. You know, Rick brings up, are they in, in a, a cap situation? They're up against the cap, but it, it's a very manageable situation that they're in right now. There's going to be no cap casualty at the the deadline, they they're still playing around with what they're going to do with Andrew Shaw's money, mm-hmm. uh, and there's two different ways to get into it, and not to get all you know hockey salary cap geek on you, but like there's a way that you can put them on LTIR, or you can have them on at the very first day of the season and put them on IR, and then manipulate the money differently and make it easier to bring guys up and down. Now, Rick did bring up a great point. They have. Two big injuries on the back end that have come up in the last week. Wyatt Kalnuck is out two to four weeks with an ankle injury. Caleb Jones, Seth's brother, who we talked nothing about after the acquisition. He was the piece coming in the Duncan Keith trade with right. Edmonton. And, you know, he was the younger Jones and, and uh, maybe would influence his brother to come. But he has been really impressive in training camp so far. But he's out six weeks with a wrist strain. So, you know, their back end looks like it's going to be DeHaan and Jones, uh, Jake McCabe, who's uh, the defenseman they brought in uh, from Buffalo, a real steady uh, defensive presence, uh, you know, physical. Saw, saw a hit he had uh, on Rossi in front of uh, the, the net the other night, knocked uh, the Minnesota Wild player on his, on his keister. Uh, McCabe and Murphy. I think you're going to see Corey Stillman. And then you'll you'll see like it'll either be Ian Mitchell or Galvis uh, as the the other sixth or seventh. And Jeremy's defenseman. been talking up Galvis quite a bit, right? Yes. Interesting. Rick brings up Jeremy Collington because the beginning of last year's hockey show, you know, I asked the question: Do you really know what you have in Jeremy Collington? It's awful tough when teams are in a rebuild and the expectations aren't there, and you know you don't really get to see behind the scenes how he handles. You know, coaching the room and off-ice stuff and everything else. But you just said it, too. The bar's been raised. Right. The expectations are now a playoff team. Rick said, well, they have to be a playoff team, right? I think we're going to learn a lot about Jeremy Colleton now this season. And, uh, you know, maybe we need to learn a little bit more. Because it's like when Jed Hoyer talks about David Ross, rock star manager. Well, how, how I love David Ross. You know, you stab him on the radio every week, loved everything about him. But around the clubhouse, Grandpa Rossi, the personality and all that's there. But when it actually comes to sitting in the big chair or being in the front of the behind the bench or in the front of the dugout, you can tell me he's a rock star. But the, I, the team was an all, all you know an also ran team. You know, I, I got to see it in, in actual production and wins. And I, I mean, I can take your word for it to a point. But then it's time. It's kind of a show me season, isn't it? I, I, I absolutely. This is year four for him. Season four. He still has not had a full season. Took over for. Uh, Joel Quenville in November the first year, he had his second year stopped by the pandemic. Third year was the the pandemic shortened year. Right. Now we're in season four. But here's the difference. You know, the, the, the biggest question mark has been defensively. 
and how this team picks up this defensive system, this man-on-man-and-a-half system. And we heard Seth Jones say it the other day when he said, you know, why he wasn't having a great camp. He said, you know, uh, part of it is me, you know, maybe too much pressure trying to live up to the contract, yada, yada. And then he also said, you know, and some of it is system. Well, you know, they've acquired the players that you would think would adapt Ostensibly fit this system. This yeah. system. So we can no longer say, well, it was it was Joel's D, man. It was those, it was key, it was that. No, I mean, this is, they have gone out and acquired uh, defensemen and brought the defensemen that they've drafted, and they've said goodbye to some, like Boquist. Yep. And that they think can fit this system. So let's watch and see how that goes here early on. But, you know, if for some reason it's the same fire drill night in and night out, then, yeah, I think the the heat does get turned up. And again, whatever sport you pick, coach, manager, there are guys who the system is is sacrosanct and you fit the system or you don't. It's their way or the highway. Or the coach manager says, you know what, I, I prefer this, but I look at my roster and my talent available and everything else and i have to be malleable i have to have some leeway or maybe even scrap the whole damn thing now jeremy colleton's very confident in his system and when he talks about it there's no wavering there so if in fact they've decided the system is here and now it's time to tailor all these guys we'll see how it plays out because it can't be up and down like last year and it certainly can't be down to the bottom of of the uh, nfl or the nhl rather with shots allowed being uh, you know that defense has to be much better has to you know pass the eye test every night we'll get john butchergrass's thoughts on the the blackhawks in the central division and take a look at the rest of the division with him and what's in store for the nhl on espn we'll talk to Butchie coming up next. Uh, but first, you can get yourself a four pack of Chicago Wolves tickets. Caller 10 right now at 312 332 3776. Keep it here on the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. The Hockey Show presented by Bettenhausen Automotive. Pat Boyle and Brian Hanley host Chicago's only show dedicated to hockey fans. Listen on the ESPN Chicago app, on the FM 100.3 HD2, and on ESPN 1000. The Hockey Show. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Show on ESPN 1000. Season number three is underway. Brian Hanley, Pat Boyle with you. And it's uh, our pleasure to uh, bring aboard, uh, I'll say, the, the Pied Piper of the National Hockey League for ESPN, John Butchergrass, Mr. College Hockey. Oh, listen to that music. Doesn't that get you going, oh, Brian? absolutely, yeah. The Butchie Overtime Challenge. Uh, I think he's the best golfer amongst the ESPN talking heads. <laughs> Chicken parm aficionado. True fanboy of the NHL, and he's uh, excited to get things going this week. Cold steel on ice, and it's back on the mothership. John Butchergrass, good morning, buddy. How you doing? Hello, boys. All things go. All things go. Can Chicago. You t- can you tweet out the chicken parm recipe? Uh, do you have your own? Or no, no, that's top secret, my man. <laughs> well, here's the deal. You've been in Chicago twice in the last month. One was for yep. NHL duties, and one was you were on a little golf excursion. Junk it. Junk yeah. it, if you will. Uh, <laughs> your first roll into town because I follow you on Twitter and you you put out these these chicken parms that he that he has. I, I 
I'll just say this. As as a guy that's lived in Chicago for almost 20 years, I don't think you went to the quite to the right places. So, like, next time you come to town, you know, just shoot me a little text and, like, I'll give you kind of the, the little parm tour that I would go on. <laughs> And, uh, and, well, I'll, I'll, I'll hire you as my advanced chicken parm scout. That's it. Um, and you, you can give me a couple places. Yeah, you know, I was kind of with the group, had ribeye night one, went parm night two, and then back to ribeye night three. And cardiologist so, uh, yeah, uh, night four. <laughs> yeah. And a lip, lip <laughs> so, yeah, shake. I will, I, I will do that next time. All right. Uh, so, hey, let's talk a little bit. Before we get into all the changes and, and the, uh, the new shows at ESPN, let's talk about the changes to this Blackhawks team. You know, there's when when you're in the city and you're you know kind of seeing the changes and you're watching the preseason games and you're up close and personal. You're like, all right, buying into Seth Jones and Flower looks great and Johnny looks like he's back to pre-pandemic form and Kane is rejuvenating. Like we kind of maybe are too close to the situation from the zoom out view. Where do you think this Blackhawks team truly is? And you know, could they in this difficult Central Division make a run at a playoff spot? I think they could. It's probably less than 50-50, but I think they're at least in the ballpark. Um, obviously, you don't want your best players to be older. You need the young talent to drive the team. They're, it's a young man's sport. Uh, you know, They're going to put a lot on Marc-Andre Fleury's shoulders. Two years ago, he had the worst year, year of his career. Probably figured he would begin his slide to retirement. Then he bounces back and wins the Vezina last year, but he was on a really good top-level, top-tier, top-five NHL team. Here, you know, he's going to have to make some incredible saves, which we know he's a fast twitch freak. He can make them, but will that wear him down? Can he truly carry an you know an average team to a playoff spot? I assume Winnipeg and Colorado are the two locks in the Central Division. You know, Minnesota's close, but certainly the, I, I look at the Hawks and they're in that Dallas, Nashville, St. Louis kind of you know mix. If everything goes right, Doc makes a big a step up. Tyler Johnson can drive that third line and give them a personality and have good effect. It's a pretty good third line as it looks, you know, and then on defense, you know, can the defense be stout in front of flurry and support him so he can do his thing. It's, you know, like I said, it's probably a little less than 50, 50, but at least there's some hope. Are you a Seth Jones fan? Uh, is he legit? Number one, 26 year old. How much of an upgrade is that? Or did they pay too much of a price to in both contract and, and trade to to see if this guy actually plays out. Because, you know, Pat mentioned three or four seasons, he looks like the real deal, and then last year I took a big step back. Yeah, not real good power play numbers the last two years. Five on five, you know, not great numbers for a number one guy. You, you really want your number one guy to give your team an advantage. Then you expect drop-off with pairs two and three, and he just he hasn't quite played like a number one the last couple of years. So, yeah, I've always been a huge fan of his game. Um, you know, obviously great athlete, good size, great attitude, good intellect, um, you know, good professionalism, the whole thing. So, yeah, he needs to return. I think the challenge and, you know, when you're in a city and in, in, in a in a team like the Blue Jackets, you, you know, you're starting to go down when they lose players every year. They were on a real good four year run there with Tortorella and uh, and they had some hope there. Uh, to maybe get a conference final and really make a run. So that's that's always going to affect numbers, I think. So hopefully this will rejuvenate him, the contract, to 
to really up everything, every bit of, you know, every bit of uh, concentration, every bit of commitment, every bit of adrenaline that will then drive him back to be a true number one. ESPN's John Butchergoss joins us on the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. Uh, you mentioned Tortorella. He's part of your team now. I caught your new show, The Point, the other day. Uh, you have Emily Kaplan on. You had Mess, Mark Messier. Uh, Kevin Weeks, and it's it's kind of like this uh, E60 meets NFL Live type of vibe. Uh, tell us a little bit about that show and what we can expect from uh, ESPN as far as NHL coverage. Yeah, I, I like that definition. A little bit of NFL Live, a little bit of E60, long features, five, six-minute long features. We had one on Kucherov. We've got one on John Cooper. It's going to be really good. Austin Matthews. Uh, Pat LaFontaine's family, an amazing story that just, man, will bring you to tears. So, yeah, I, I kind of like that. I'm going to kind of keep that in mind. I kind of take a little bit from those shows. And, um, you know, keep, I, I like a tight, fast-moving show. I don't like a big laugh fest, really. So I want to inform and inspire and get a lot of hockey content out there. Good reaction on Twitter. My, my best note I got from a guy says, my 11-year-old looked at me and says, there's a show like this on ESPN about hockey? Like the, <laughs> the kid was locked in. He watched the whole show. Like they, you know, those kids are real smart with TV and what's good, what's quality, and so that's cool that that made an impact on him. And now for the next seven years until he graduates from high school, you know, ESPN is going to be a part where he can foster and grow his love of hockey through the point and through all our games that we show. You know, I'm heading to Vegas today. I'll, I'm, I'll have the call on our opening night game from Vegas against Seattle. We're thrilled about that. Um, with Boy, Brian Boucher get, and A.J. Molesco. You're getting there a little early for that game, aren't you? Yeah, homework. Yeah, well, no, you know, it's, it's the kind diligence. of city you want to show up a little early. Yeah. <laughs> take advantage of that free flight, PP. I understand. I understand. You're taking Bears Raiders tomorrow. Yay, yeah, the Raiders. Raiders. Let me, let me ask, speaking of kids, uh, when you look at the Blackhawks' youngest group and team, um, where do they fit in across the league? Uh, we, we saw some guys emerge last year. Obviously, we think guys like Debrinket are only going to get better, and he had, what, 32 goals last year. But some of these other guys, um, who, you keep, who do you have their, your eye on, and, and what can we expect from one or two of the younger guys? Well, Doc is, the, Doc is really the whole key for the team in the next five years. You know, how, what's his ceiling? Um, is he going to be a big-time number one? Is he going to be like a really good number two on a really good team? Um, good two-way strong player who you know might not be a 90-point guy, or maybe he will. Like I think really, and he, let's say, face it, if he's going to play with the Brinkett and Kane all year, he's going to produce. Um, so really, if he can drive and take, that's what's great about when you have young players, you don't know how good you can be. That's what's exciting about it. Like, you know, the Bruins know who they are for the most part, that first line. Um, you know, it, the question is, might they slip a half step? Maple Leafs, obviously, uh, the Hawks with the Brinkett, we get back to 40 goals, Doc. You know, these are, you don't know how good you'll be because you don't know how good they'll be yet. So that's kind of fun. That's the mystery of sports on our teams. What is their ceiling? So I kind of, I kind of look at Doc as the guy. Uh, that's you know really going to drive this amongst the forward groups on uh, what's their ceiling can be. Kane's going to produce. He'll suffer defensively as he ages here, but he's going to be good for another three, four years. Kane's, you know, it'd be interesting to watch him and uh, how he centers that line, how he powers that line. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching Doc this year stay healthy and what his ceiling is. You mentioned uh, doing play-by-play, so you're going to Vegas to, to call that game. You'll be doing... Uh, some calls from the booth throughout this season. You'll be doing the show, The Point, 
Tell us, the, the hockey fan in Chicago, you know, obviously they're going to be watching the Blackhawks here locally on NBC Sports Chicago. Little plug. Um, but what what can they expect? Is it ESPN Plus would be like the best way to make sure they're always locked into the NHL coverage on ESPN? I think so. I mean, you see every out-of-market game. It's like a, 1,100 games on there. It's like seven cents a game, I think it comes to, you know, because, wow. you know, the, whatever the ESPN Plus subscription is, it's not more. It's part of the baked in ESPN Plus coverage. So Peyton Manning show and all the other games we have, it's included in that price for ESPN Plus. So that's pretty cool. And we do have 70 exclusive games. So there could be a Blackhawk game people will go to watch um, on your great network, and it's not there, and the, it'll be on ESPN Plus, and they got to figure out how to get it. <laughs> they want to watch the game that night. So I would get it now. See if you like it. I think you will as a hockey fan. I think the point after we're on ESPN2 and ESPN, it goes to ESPN Plus and lives there for a while. So, yeah, there's going to be original programming and a bunch of games on a market and uh, and some exclusive games as well will go on there for us. And so, yeah, I'm really excited. It's, it really re-energized you know, my career at ESPN. And, and I know the league's happy. We're happy. TNT has the other half, so it's good that there's a competition. And um, I think it's great for the hockey fan. I think he's been underserved in this country for a long time, obviously, the NHL fan. And we hope now this is the start of a comeback to give all the hockey fans you know, the content they really deserve. Well, John, we can just hear it in your voice. You're excited uh, that the uh, NHL is back on ESPN. Have fun in Vegas and uh, have a great season. Looking forward to watching you guys. Thanks, Patrick. Looking forward to watching you guys, my boy Colby Cohen, and, and the whole Blackhawk television crew. All right, that's John Butchergrass from ESPN. Coming up next, it's one-timers. It's the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. This hour is brought to you by Northwestern Football, Chicago's Big Ten team. College football returns to Wrigley Field this fall for the first time since 2010. Join Northwestern Football when they host Purdue in the Wildcats Classic on November 20th. Tickets are on sale at Cubs.com slash football. You're listening to The Hockey Show. Pat Boyle and Brian Hanley host Chicago's only show dedicated to hockey fans. The Hockey Show. Presented by Bettenhausen Automotive. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. With Brian Hanley, I am Pat Boyle. Congratulations to James and Mundelein. He won the Chicago Wolves tickets. Enjoy the game. Uh, we had our poll question up on uh, on our uh, Twitter account, which is at ESPN Hockey Show. You can follow us there. And just simply put, are the, are the Blackhawks a playoff team this season? 68% of you said yes. Uh, we had John Butchergrass on. We appreciate him stopping by. He said he gave him about a 50-50% so A little chance. less than 50 little 50, less right? than 50-50. That's interesting. 68%. Blackhawk fans usually have a, uh, a high bar. They set a high bar, and they're very, very critical and don't get caught up in the hoopla. But guess what? No one saw this offseason coming. So there was there was sea change made. Uh, you really added. You, you stepped up. You made some big acquisitions. And um, why not? Why not feel good about it? It is a tough division, as Bucci just said. And we talked about at the beginning of the show. And, you know, he's right. They're in that middle group there. But tell me what injury is going to happen, because they yeah. always do. And tell me, you know, how good uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be, and we'll figure it out from there. You know, he, he brought up uh, Kirby Doc, and, and I, I think Kirby Doc's going to have, like, this is his first training camp. Yeah. 
His first one he didn't have because of a concussion that he sustained in uh, Traverse City. Last year, of course, he had the World Juniors uh, wrist injury, so he missed almost the entire season. This year, you know, he's he's been ready to go. So we're going to see him in a third-line role. We're going to see Tyler Johnson center the top line. What, you know, like, it's kind of like, what does that mean for Dylan Strome? We know Dylan Strome plays... I think he's best and he's most comfortable at the center position, but he's not a fourth line center. So there he's either gonna have to play wing on that third line, or if maybe Tyler Johnson doesn't work out with Kane, then they put Doc back up there. I don't know how it's gonna play out, but I'll just say this. There could be some there could be a trade between now and Monday. Well, I was gonna say because it's pretty well documented. And I'm not saying it's it's strong. Well, I, I but, might I, I'll go ahead and say it because it's can he get out of Jeremy Carlton's doghouse no matter what he does? I mean, sometimes a coach looks at a player and either has expectations the, the guy can't possibly meet or something else is going on there. And obviously, Strom could play hockey and he could play for another team. So at some point in the season, do you, you know, see what you can get for him? Or do they finally you know, come to a meeting of the minds and it works out here for well, Here's the other thing. When you have Marc-Andre Fleury and you have Kevin Lankinen as your, as your goalies, both... Uh, Subban and Delia would have to go through waivers. So do instead of losing one of them through waivers, do do you make a deal with one of those guys before they're sent to Rockford? We'll see what happens. A lot to shake down here in the next couple of days. It's time now for one timers. One timers. One timers. One timer by Eight score. On the hockey show. One time On ESPN one thousand. One more time. One-timers on ESPN 1000's The Hockey Show. Brian, lead us off. NHL.com out with their, uh, on the eve of the season, Super 16 and 14 hockey experts weighing in and assigning point totals. If you pick, uh, say, Tampa, which 10 of 14 experts pick to, to be the top of the Super 16, you get 16 points and on down to the 16th team getting a point. Unfortunately, your Blackhawks are not in the Super 16 as we start the season. They did get points. They got nine total points, but Bucci said it. We've said it in the, in the hour. Kind of, it's a wait and see. They're they're on the cusp. They're not at the bottom, but they're not at the, the upper half right now. Bucci said less than 50-50, and it's seemingly that's the kind of unanimous opinion, but Things uh, they can prove us wrong, and they can do it with a strong start of the season. And we heard that from Patrick Kane earlier in the show. They they know that the the experts and a lot of people around the country don't think they're going to be in the postseason. They'll, they'll throw that on the shoulder as a little chip and a little incentive, and try. Duncan to prove- Keith's team got four of the uh, fourteen votes, so Tampa ten and the Avalanche or the Oilers uh, get the uh, other four. Now, you always come to ESPN 1000 Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. for your your Blackhawks, your hockey knowledge here on the Hockey Show. I tend to, on uh, weekdays, tune in to the Waddle and Sylvie show from 2 to 6 for all my pertinent hockey information. Because those, I mean, with all due respect, I, nobody breaks it down like those two. By the way, they're they're at the Circa in Las Vegas. They're going to be live today from two to six. Mm-hmm. Just getting out of bed now. Just got probably yeah, probably two hour time change. Yeah, uh huh. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. We're kind of kind of uh, that might be pushing there in. Butchergrass might be there before the show is over. To maybe <laughs> maybe do a hockey segment with him. That game's Tuesday, and he's getting there today. Yeah. Well, look, at least he knows what day the, the game is. This was uh, the Waddle and Sylvie show 
Uh, I think it was Waddle trying to tell me that the Hawks were taking on the Minnesota Wild on Wednesday when they, they were not playing them on Wednesday. Here now is uh, is the Waddle and Sylvie show. I've just learned that tonight... I've just learned that tonight's Hawks Wild oh. game has been postponed and has been moved to tomorrow night. No, it's not. Fun. Nope. <laughs> nope. No. Or as no. our great friend Eddie O just said... If it's tonight, there's no announcers. It's tomorrow, Tommy. So this Hawks game that you were talking about where you were wondering who's in net, this is tomorrow when I spun the wheel and it landed on a hockey. Edzo with the kick save and a beauty. Guys, the hockey show is back this Saturday at 10 a.m. I, I wanted to put it on our radar. With Pat Boyle and Brian Hanley. Did I say tonight? I said I meant tomorrow night. Saturdays at 10 a.m., the hockey show. I blame the hockey show for this uh, mis- misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I don't know how I blame I'm them. I'm going to say, I'll get behind it, but I'm going to need a reason. I blame them. Yeah. Pat Boyle just you know, responded with a, a billions conversation with you and then just casually also wrote, Hawks play tomorrow. Night. <laughs> yeah. Once again, when you need Blackhawks info, listen to the Waddle and Sylvie you show. Know that that's truth right there. We are the hockey zone. I just I hear there need to be. We some, spend a lot of time in the offensive zone too. Yes, there are some skates that need to be sharpened and some sticks that need to be sent up to Minnesota. Maybe it was an equipment issue. You need to tape. You need a retaping of your stick. Yeah. yeah. So uh, tomorrow night will be when the big uh, Blackhawks Wild preseason game will take place. Okay. All right. That, that, so like again, they don't even know what day they're, they're playing, but they're the gift that keeps on giving. So yeah. we'll, we'll the turn hockey to, show for this yeah, misunderstanding. Yeah. It's on us. That's, it's on us. Coming up next, Chicago's college tailgate is up with Chris Black and Adam Abdallah. Their show runs through mid December. So. Uh, we're excited to uh, be the uh, uh, the appetizer to their to their shows, and then later on today, it's Waddle and Sylvie live from Las Vegas as they get you ready for uh, Bears Raiders tomorrow, and of course, a must win situation on the South Side tomorrow night. Oof. Great to see you, yeah, PB. in person, yeah. And uh, hopefully the uh, marathon runners are done practicing. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting bob and weave to get out of here, but we'll t- we'll try to do that. It'll be our own little marathon. <laughs> Uh, thanks to Tyler our, Aki, our uh, producer, and uh, we want to thank uh, our sponsor, the Chicago Wolves, who presented the hockey show on ESPN 1000 for the last hour. That's going to do it for show one, season three. We will see you next week. Hawks open up Wednesday in Colorado. We'll break it all down for you next Saturday on the hockey show on ESPN 1000.